Christy doesn't know about my plan. I'm, I'm a little nervous now. Yeah, I'm getting nervous. No, I'm just kidding. But um, we wanted to kind of talk about Christy's music a little bit because we yeah. haven't really dug That's into true. that. And starting with, have y'all noticed our amazing jingle? We have a killer Hi. jingle. Guess who created that? Christy. Yeah, indeed. So good. Thank you so much for creating that. Of course. I had a little throwback to my acapella days. Nice. Um, Yeah, I guess for UNC. Yes, for people who don't know, I went to UNC Chapel Hill in in the U.S. and I was an acapella group there. I was a music director. For people who don't know what acapella is, basically it's making music with just your voices, Um, beatboxing to make drum sounds. So anyway, I enjoy the ear. Wait, wait. So are you gonna beatbox for us right now? Mm, I just got really excited. If you want to hear me beatbox, go look up UNC Cadence acapella on Spotify. And there's a song called, um, what is it? It's the first one we just, the most recent one they released. The way I, no, not the way I do. Anyway, it's one of those. You can hear me on that song. Nice. Um, But I don't want to do it right now. (laughs) So, but what we do want to do. Love me like that. That's what it's called. Love me like that. Love me like that. Okay. She has her journal open in front of her, her mm-hmm. songwriting notebook. I think you're not allowed to call it a journal, right? What do songwriters yeah, call it? Songwriting, songwriting notebook. Songwriting But notebook. it's kind of like a journal. A That's, bit. It feels like that to yeah, me, right? Yeah, it feels like that. So tell us about this song that you have it open to there. Yeah, so this song is called Bedroom Set. I started writing it, I don't even know when, I think maybe August. Um, when I, no, no, earlier than that, but I, when I found out my parents were moving from their North Carolina house to where I, where I spent a few years of my childhood to their Pennsylvania house full time. And they were packing up my bedroom set that I had slept on for 17 years of, uh, 18 years of my life and moving it to my other house without me. And, um, that's kind of inspired this, but it also went into, me finding a new home here and like redefining what home means to yeah. me. What is um, and I think I'm still figuring that out because I, I don't know, this feels like home for now, but I don't know where yeah. that will take me in the next. So like home I can feel change. like it's a lifelong process too. Exactly. And kind of crafting not only our identities, mm-hmm. but also the, the where we live part really influences mm-hmm. the experiences we have people we meet mm-hmm. so all that kind of goes into home for me at least no yeah me too yeah. that's that's what this is about I think and I think for me also like having lived in so many different countries and long term mm-hmm. lived in those countries it's it's odd you know like mm-hmm. it's hard to say what is home yeah. really because there are little pieces of me that have kind of come together over time and like I said it's like a puzzle mm-hmm. yeah yeah, I was, yeah, I was just thinking yeah. about this amazing puzzle that I created and sent to my best friend, and it was—I don't know why that just like tangent came out, but I was thinking like, oh, because she's part of my home, you yeah. know, Lexi. Well, yeah, I think you. like people are what make it, which is why right now the people around me feel like home. So yeah, I don't know. 
Yeah. So tell us about bedroom sex. Yeah. So it starts out, like I said, talking about how my parents were moving this bedroom set of mine that I'd slept on for so long um, back to Pennsylvania or to Pennsylvania, combining all of our um, furniture into one house. (laughs) And then it kind of, so I started writing that before I went home to Pennsylvania for the summer, which is where my parents are from. And when I got there, I I think I was scared that it would still feel like home. Mm. And in, in because of that, I would have not proved to myself that I had changed enough in the last six months that I had been away because I felt like I had changed so much in those six months. But I, I wanted to... But in a way, that piece of home will always feel like I home, know. Right? And the first... So the first day I went back, it... Um, I missed it a lot. You know, I miss yeah. my family. It, so it, it did feel like that reminiscent. And you're so close with your sisters yeah, and your parents. Exactly. And so it, it felt like settled in. And then the longer I was there, the more I started to realize that, like, it was once my home. But there are parts of it that make me feel, I don't know the way to make it. I don't know how to say it without it sounding strange, but... Kind of like I was drinking a little bit. And like I, there was more that I know is out there for me to see. And um, I feel like I'm just, have outgrown that and seen as much there and gotten, gotten, oh, my words, gotten enough out of that area that I have. And I think it's hard to talk about, right? It's, you're kind of at a crossroads right now. And I don't think it is easy to come out and say these things Mm -hmm. because part of you is always going to feel like, that's such a special yeah, part of you is. and an important part of you. And in the growing process, I think we always kind of go there and back and there mm-hmm. and back. And it's hard to break out of what's super comfortable. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's kind of maybe even why you're having a hard time finding your words yeah. and talking about it because it is really... I know, it's hard to put... I was talking to one of my friends the other day. She's studying... Or she's living in Paris at the moment. And we were talking about how in the fall we are getting a little homesick. Not for any particular yeah. reason, but she was talking about how she like misses going to Cracker Barrel with her family. And I was like, oh, I kind of miss going to yard sales. Is that weird? <laughs> I no. saw a video about someone going to yard sales. That's such an American thing to do and a fall yeah. thing to do. But anyway, so part of me knows that like that is part of who I am and I will always love it and always find comfort in it. But like reaching out and knowing there are other things out there for me. And taking those steps to explore new avenues. Yes. And of course it's easier to to follow the path maybe you always had mm-hmm. in mind. But now you're shaping, you know, you're at the age where mm-hmm. you're kind of shaping the direction on your own yeah. and making your own decisions. And, you know, there can be people who you talk to about mm-hmm. what you're going through, but they're your decisions. And the thing is, I don't know if they're right or wrong. I'm just figuring them out as I go. And it's, I don't think anyone does. I know. I don't, I, other people think they know <laughs> about my decisions, but um, yeah. It's hard. It's, it's a process. It's hard to know yourself enough and be comfortable enough in the decisions you make. Well, when hindsight is twenty twenty. Yeah, exactly. So in a little while, you'll look back and be like, oh, that was totally yes, wrong. That makes sense. So like, well, I could have maybe gone slightly to the left. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So we'll see which of my decisions yeah. <laughs> I'll regret. But right now, I have nothing. Um, Do you want to maybe play us a little part? Yeah, of course. Someone talked about that. I need to grab my guitar here. This is one of those songs that I 
kind of fell in love with as I was listening to it more. I really liked it when I first recorded it, but the more I listened to it, the more I realized I really liked it. Okay. Let's see if I can I love it. that you're thinking about, you know, that you used to feel like you had to do this or yeah. that, and now you kind of maybe think differently. I mean, well, to start off, I think that everyone uses art for a different reason, mm-hmm. and most of us use it to talk through Express. something that we're going through to yeah. ourselves. So yeah, um, my music has always been um, that for me, and my songwriting journal (laughs) yeah sometimes it's harder to put those things into words especially when they're overwhelming but this was I think like a small culmination point of like like I said those six months that I had been living in the Czech Republic and um some of the things I was dealing with I need to slow down. I talk very fast. I'm just get excited. I get excited. You're right. <laughs> My brain works a little fast. Yeah. Um, is it shit? <laughs> just a that. lot to think about. There's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I've always been a p- 
perfectionist, which I think I said in the first episode, very like type A, and I'm gradually trying to get out of that. My plan was, my plan with my life, you know, most of them changed, but my plan with my life was to, I graduated university, came and lived here for six months, and then I had been planning on going back to law school um, in the U.S., and then my my mind kind of shifted a little bit living here and being exposed to different things and I kind of realized that I was on this path that I thought I had to be on for a very long time and deconstructing that was hard it still is hard um, because I really don't know what I what I want to do for sure but I've come to terms with the fact that it's okay that I don't have to know um, I'm only 22 in case you guys didn't know <laughs> I'm a baby 20 year divide a couple of decades in between. Um, <laughs> but me going through those emotions and talking with Valentine and talking with myself and writing songs and like getting introduced to different people and seeing different ways of life has really um, helped me start to deconstruct what is going on in my mind and um, the ways I thought I had to be. So. Yeah. I feel like we're talking about that. I feel like I should play one more verse. Do it. That kind of has to do with that. Yes, please. This is the... Oh, maybe I should just play the rest of it. <laughs> how much How much have we been already? We're doing great. All right. Bring it on. my 
her orange <laughs> bedroom. Oh yeah? yeah. I always had an orange Why bedroom. Was it orange? I I don't know. Is that Every, like carefully curated? No, I really wanted a pink bedroom oh. and my parents would not. No, they painted the first two I had orange and then the third one I wanted pink, they would not let me. So I painted so that they one orange painted as well. it orange, but what is there something know. behind orange? I don't know. My dad's favorite color is orange. So <laughs> but like it's a very strange color to paint a room. In Czech Republic, you can find a lot of houses in orange. Yeah. Which is, I, I think, unique. I feel like unique. it had a lot to do with my per- like the crafting of my personality. Yeah. So. <laughs> Maybe there's something deeper to this whole orange it's situation. Possible, yeah. yeah. I um, did a quiz like or poll on my Instagram, I don't know how long, like a couple weeks ago, and said what color people think or think of when they think of me most people said dark green a few said orange which like the orange oh, room maybe somebody knows you somebody very said well. yellow and i don't think that's i feel like i'm not a yellow person but i don't know i, I feel like you're a green person to me yeah maybe that's just because I, I see purple when i think of you i don't know why that is purple. yeah that's so funny yeah. purple i have to admit is one of those colors that i've always been like no purple no really? purple. you don't have any purple in your paintings my favorite shirt which everyone hated but me. It was Roxy. My sister used to call me like Roxy Invested because I was just obsessed with all Roxy. Um, you know, being a California girl. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Kind of made sense, but um, I had this purple shirt. It was like a Roxy patterned little little t-shirt, Cute. but it was like my favorite, and I wore it to death. So you don't have it anymore. I don't have it anymore. So maybe so, I, maybe that's the one yeah. I see. It's my purple shirt. Makes sense. I had a green jacket for a while, so that's... It might be my 20-ish self, so there you go. Mm. Maybe that's the connection. Yeah, maybe. Ooh, you're kind of feeling my 20s. Mm. Uh, I want to know more about, you know, the behind, and how do you sit down and write songs like this? How did this just come out? Do you think, like, okay, this is how you start? How does it evolve? So, I'm um, teaching a few students singing and songwriting, and we were talking about this the other day, because... My process has changed over time and it also fluctuates constantly depending upon my like mood and my the state I'm currently in. This song, I I have a humongous notes app in my phone. You probably never want to look at it. It's really long and has some that's like my journal. Yeah. And so I just come across phrases or ideas that I really like and I put them in that and I think something about I think my bedroom set moved houses again the first line of the song I had in my notes app. Mm. And when I went home, or I think I'd written the first verse and then I went home for the summer, yeah. I wrote the lyrics first. Sometimes I sit on my guitar and I play chords and I sing along and like find a melody. But I found that a lot of my storytelling songs yeah. come with lyrics first. And Interesting. Yeah. Which it makes I think sense. makes sense. Yeah, yeah it does, it does. it's a different um, shift. And you know, like some songs have a really strong guitar and really strong melody and that's more important for them and then some have a more have more strong words so it just depends on yeah. what I'm writing um but this one yeah it, like I said I started out about my parents moving and then me going home and then kind of about me coming here and unraveling those ideas and like the, the idea of me, be, me having to be on a path but you know so many I think so many of these things are going through my head now like others that aren't touched about or touched on in this song because I have space Mm. and I think that's one thing I tried to bring into this like I love the line um, with castles and mountains and museums that fit my brimming dreams because Mm. sometimes I feel like I have so much that I 
I want to do. That's just my personality type yeah. too. Like I need to keep going and I need to like reach a certain standard, which is can be harmful. But um, we've been talking um, about we've been digging into the enneagrams. So, so if any, much. There's any enneagram fans out there? <laughs> I'm a seven. I'm a three. I'm the enthusiast. Oh, Go yeah. figure. I think I'm the protagonist. Is that no what defender is that? protagonist? Oh my gosh, oh. why do I always forget? But I'll look it up. Our personalities together are like the highest energy pair. Yeah. So you know we're doing a lot. Um, but yeah, Christy's the achiever. Achiever, yeah, obviously. There we go. So as we're talking, um, as my brimming dreams, I need so. Anyway, I'm saying sometimes you need space to. I think I need that right now. I'm like in a little bit of a songwriting creativity block. And I think it's just because I have like so many things going on and so many things racing through my head that I'm not allowing myself to sit with them. And I know that. And the funniest part about this is that I'm the enthusiast. So my whole type is spontaneous, versatile, acquisitive, and scattered. So there you have it. So I'm kind of helping her to go do it faster, Mm -hmm. more. I'm poking in her a little bit, you guys. Focus on specific things. And she's like trying to get me more structure. And I'm like, no, no structure. This is all about freedom and just throw it out there and go move on to the next thing. So we find some kind of balance. Yes. So we're seeking balance. Mm -hmm. So thank you for sharing a little insight into your songwriting. Thank you for listening. We are definitely going to do this again uh, down the road. But yeah, we're really excited to share this with you and comment send us send us a little note if you have a song that you're working on yeah if you have any song ideas a story Mm. you want to tell i'm always looking for new ways to mix it up and even like words things like that that you think would be inspiring to me or art to you if you want to hear some of my other songs you can find them under the name christy v on spotify you can find that on our social media as well but i wanted to give like a little thank you in this episode because we just released Valentine's Husband's, Hansa's uh, podcast. Yeah, and by the way, you. Hansa is Jan. Sorry yes. for everyone, but Jan, Hansa is just a nickname for Jan. So if you're like, wait, that was Jan Schwiholik's episode, it's the same guy. Yes, yes. But he is um, a mentor if I've ever had one. I He's changed the way I think about a lot of things music-related and is just an amazing person. And he helps me so so much in the recording process and the producing process of my last the EP I just released and it would not have been the same without him and the other amazing musicians that helped me so I wanted to give a little shout out to Hansa and um Lukash and Bronya and Kulichka and all of those amazing artists that helped me make that what it was um because you can write songs on your own and tell your story but it's like combining with other artists that I think makes a real difference sound-wise and inspiration-wise. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thanks for sharing. And thank you guys for listening. Yeah. Go. Uh, I'm feeling tickled. Awesome. <laughs> me too. Me too. I need to go write a song now. <laughs> yeah. Time to go write a song. So. Inspired. Enjoy. Art. 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 Art.